0: But their offense in a little bit of a rut now. A couple three and outs after a super strong start. As Wentz near side,
1: and that is intercepted. It is picked up by Moreland with some blocks. Jimmy Moreland inside the 20. Almost a replica of Fabian Moreau's interception in Washington in business. Minus three. With Dave Damaschek and Jeff Schwartz. Do it, fellas. Oh, my. Two
0: weeks in, and all the good tidings that pro football's return brought seem to now have already ended, at least for Philadelphia Eagles fans. <laughs> Hi, and hello, and welcome to Minus Three presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Tune in all season long for exclusive offers and odds boost. FanDuel, more ways to win. fanDuel.com slash minus three is how you do it. Welcome, sports fans. Let's break it all down for you. Dave Damashek here over there. Jeff Schwartz, what's the poop, fella? It's already week
2: three of the NFL season. Can you believe this? We're already into week three. We have two more weeks, by the way, to make sweeping judgments about teams because then by about a month in, we know what teams are typically. So we have oh, two more weeks to overreact, and then we're full full speed ahead. Into what we're going to get for the rest of the NFL season, but let's have fun, Dave. Let's overreact, and I think we're going to start right. with the game this week where we're going to have a swift overreactions.
0: Yes, well, we're going to first of all, we uh, our fade Jeff Schwartz challenge of the week will involve the Eagles. We'll get to that in uh, in what if if you did listen to Schwartz last week, you made some money um, on last week's fade Jeff Schwartz challenge. We'll tell you about that also to address what's going on in the city of brotherly love. Keystone Stater himself, Ross Tucker is gonna join us. One of our favorite fellas, uh me and Schwartz. You like him, right? Love Ross. Ross is you fantastic. Do. Okay. Offensive
2: line brotherhood, of course.
0: Well, and of course, uh, part of the uh, food block brethren too, where we talk about all food related matters. Maybe we'll have some time to squeeze in an important food question for Ross Tucker. Um, we got to break down all the, uh, the I mean, I got to tell you, you say a month in 10 FL season. I think you're being very conservative, friend. I think most people seem to think they have everything figured out after 120 minutes worth of evidence. And I think I really do think and it's off the top of my head. So I don't know this for fact, but it feels to me like week three produces some of the weirdest results. Remember, like when the Vikings were riding high a couple of years ago and then rookie Josh Allen and company went in there and just completely oh, yeah. whipped them? That's I, I, I that's one example. So that doesn't exactly prove my point. But I do think that week three, everybody is. Absolutely positively, yeah. this team's great. this team stinks. we know what the results are going to be. um so we'll get into all that. you know what let's let's not wait for let let's introduce at least um the the fan duel special, the fade Jeff Schwartz challenge of the week Schwartz. lay it on the people.
2: all right. we're going to give you guys Philly minus four and a half at plus money this week because I am out on the Eagles I'm out. Mm. Mm-hmm. they have shown now. No ability to make any adjustments through the first two weeks of the season. Carson Wentz is not playing well. They're beat up. They're 32nd in offensive DVOA. 32nd, guys. 32nd. They played the Washington football team. I almost called by the, by the wrong name. It's going to take a while to figure out. Washington football okay. team. And the Rams. The Rams are a good football team. I think the Rams, we'll talk about Rams and Buffalo in a little bit. But they look totally inept on offense. And I do not know what the fix is because the fix is Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz is not playing very well right now. And I don't know how you fix it. You had all offseason
0: to get Carson Wentz right. And he's still not right. Well, so you, I mean, you I, say all offseason. Of course, this was a weird offseason. Sure, but, 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 we, uh, but Joe Burrow's coming
2: into town. Joe Burrow's playing better football now than Carson Wentz is. Weird. Do you agree on that?
0: I would. It's cr- it's hard to believe, and but really, it's a tale of two football cities in the state of Pennsylvania. Because on the other side of the state, the Pittsburgh Steelers are two and zero, and here come the Houston Texans. We got to break yeah. that one down for you. We have both the Jets and Giants to address here. Boy, the Jets already. I mean, you know, there was some optimism. Yeah. I, I think you were a little. Loco if you thought Adam Gase was gonna make the Jets a winner this year, but still there was some optimism already. Yeah. Ten and a half point dogs in Indianapolis yeah. and the and the um, Colts have not been world beaters necessarily, and no. yet uh, and yet capable enough to be a, a double digit favorite as the Jets roll in the town. And then we'll also talk about the Giants here before we get into our picks here, Schwartz. I want to talk and uh, hello also to the number three on minus three. And oh, before I introduce him, a reminder to you, the listener: be a dear. Go ahead, um, download, subscribe, rate, review. I don't care what order you do it in. Um, But uh, but do it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast. We appreciate it. And also make sure you check it out. All the extra points uh, network shows, including extra points itself. A good one that we did at the time of this recording. Yesterday, um, with uh, with one Jimmy Kimmel late night uh, late night television's Jimmy Kimmel, we talked about some important matters there. Um, you just heard uh, Jeff Schwartz's um, Faye Jeff Schwartz challenge of the week. You bet that one. FanDuel.com/slash-minus-three. And before we jump into all things uh, otherwise, uh, you know, specific current sports, weigh in on this one here, fellas. Oh, uh, well, I didn't say hello to him. I'm sorry. My head's all over the place. We have too much sports, too much to get to here. Let's stop for a quick second and be humans if we can. Let's say hello to our pal Eddie Spaghetti. How are you, Spaghetti?
1: I'm great. Oh, I mean, thanks oh. to Jeff last week, I'm I'm super rich now. So thanks for that. Fade Jeff Schwartz challenge. Uh, I'm great. Everything Don't be is really a soul good.
0: Shill, just because you made a little bit of jack off of Jeff Schwartz's back. I want you to talk about Saquon. I mean, it's over. I mean, it's over for the Giants this year. Uh, I thought I yeah. see- it, it was
1: always over. It was always never going to be anything. Um, the injury is miserable. It's. I feel terrible for the guy. I think the whole. I think the whole NFL world feels terrible for Saquon because he's a team leader. He's a captain. He's a guy that you see cares. He came out on his crutches to the tunnel to cheer on the team. Even um, uh, obviously as they lost the game. I mean, it seems like he has a really good relationship with Coach Joe Judge. Um, it's the last thing I wanted to happen. I wish we. We can go back in time and not have him run that ball to the right side and, and land awkwardly on his right knee but it is what it is the game itself was 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 exciting near the end but um if they lose this week to uh all a, right all right 49er, my last my last statement if they lose this week <laughs> to a, a 49ers team with pretty much every backup in um that's they have some real serious uh issues where i think the front office is going to have to do an overhaul by the end of the season well, so. I That's mean, the it.
0: other the other team there um, that plays in Jersey called the the Jets. I think that is one of the worst losses, given those circumstances that you just met, the in-game injuries to the Niners. And they still just humiliated the Jets. That's one of the the worst losses I've uh, I, I, I can recall. Hey, Schwartz, is there I know it's ghoulish sounding or whatever, but. Is there a is there a chance in football terms? Not, I feel bad for yeah. Saquon and and Christian McCaffrey as human, young guys who I'm sure right. you know physically don't want to be hurt or anything, and their organizations don't. But from a football and you know cap and you know 2021 perspective, is there a chance that maybe it's kind of good in the sense that it saves their bodies for on two teams that in 2020 weren't going anywhere anyway? Yeah. Does it kind of make it like? At least we, like, Saquon didn't play a lot in 2019, and he's going to play even less in 2020. At least 2021, Giants fans, you can look forward to a relatively spry thing because we all talk about don't give a running back a second contract too late mm-hmm. for CMC. He's got his. But I think that maybe there's some weird benefit if they can build the roster up between now and kickoff off um, yeah. in September a year from now. If you're a Giants fan, that's something to look forward to.
2: I'll just quickly address McCaffrey. That's a high ankle sprain. Like he will be fine, right? He'll get over it six weeks, whatever it is, three weeks, whatever they want to do. And, and they have their quarterback, right? They have pieces in place. They have a very young defense. What do the Giants have in place? Like if you're a Giants fan, pushing Barkley to next year, just waste another year of him on a cheap contract. It, it, like you have to find out what you have on your team under a first year coach. Uh, uh, Joe Judge, I think, by the way, that in a weird way, this should help the Giants evaluate Daniel Jones better because Daniel Jones now is going to be the offense. Jason Garrett has to run the offense through Daniel Jones. I like them to cover this week, by the way, the Giants, for that one of the, that's one of the reasons. One is, and two, the Niners are just totally beat to shit. I mean, they're not going to have Garoppolo. They're not going to have Kittle, obviously Bosa, no D. Ford, no Solomon Thomas, no Richard Sherman, no Weatherspoon. I mean, they, they just want to play the game, get no one hurt on that shitty MetLife turf, and go home. Like the Niners, there I don't know I don't know if the turf is really bad. I'm just parroting. I, I haven't done the research on the MetLife turf, but the Giants I feel like they can open up their offense now, not being so reliant on Saquon being the guy. I, I don't know if that's going to help or not, but to, a positive spin on this is that is that Daniel Jones now has to be the guy. You find out if he's good or not, and obviously that the workrooms some offensive lineage But they have they have slain they have Evan Ingram, they have some pieces in place. to so still run an offense, but. Again, I go back to the Giants thing. Like the, the talent's just not there. The, the, the Panthers have young talent. They have guys you're like, okay, they they might be good. Of I don't know who on a giant, especially defensively, where I'm like, okay, I'll tell Giants you one in
0: two years. Dex- great. Dexter Lawrence. That's that's the answer to that, right? A,
2: D, a nose tackle, like that's the guy you're like, wow, we're going to make a Super Bowl run because we have a great nose tackle. I hear you.
0: I'm just answering your question. You said who yeah, do they have one. defensively? So,
2: I I like the Giants this week, by the way. I think they they could possibly win outright. I'll take them plus a three and a half, which is the longest. I like that. You know what?
0: I like that too. I like it better if you can pair it up as a as part of a teaser. Um, but I'm with you. I, I my bottom line is to be honest is I'll just avoid that one this week. I don't know oh, what I the Giants it. are without Saquon, and I definitely don't know what the 49ers are without uh, a vast number of guys now. Um, well, on the, what the show. Niners are going to be
2: the Niners are going to be run the football and get the F back to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So like that's why it's going to be a low scoring game. And give me the points. The Giants are one of my favorite places this week. You, look, there are t- last week. I felt like in general, I got away from my principles. I took big road favorites. I'm not. I'm going back. We're going back to the principles. Home dogs playing the uh, beat up Niners team. They have to win. Look, since the last four seasons, right? The last four years, teams that started 0 2 against the spread. Now the Giants aren't 0 2 against the spread because they covered last week. Mm-hmm. Are combined 22 and 7 against the spread in week two. Like, week three, to your point about wonky week threes, this is the week for things to be wonky. The Giants covered the spread late last week. But I think they fit into this category of teams that start 0-2 and just win in week three because they, they have to win. If you go 0-3, you have almost virtually zero chance to make the playoffs.
0: I know. Well, also, we're seeing way too much of that Uh Teams historically don't make the playoffs if they start, oh, and whatever. But, of course, there's an extra playoff team this year. So that those kind of uh, historical numbers really don't mean a ton right now. But by, I do still believe what you're kind of getting at there, that these teams that are 0-2, whether you're the Falcons or the Giants or the Houston Texans as they roll into Pittsburgh, PA, um, if you're the Texans or you're the Falcons right now and you're and you're going into these games – how, how uh, as a player, are you this week, are you talking in the locker room like, hey, for real, if we lose this one, the season's over, guys. So we better not. I mean, is that something that the coach acknowledges at the player level? Is there a desperation? Because a lot of the bets that I'll make are based on exactly that. Like, well, this team, like, well, that team can't afford to lose. I kind of I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. I'll I'll give me another 15 minutes while we kibitz here until we make our formal pick here. But if you want to make your uh, Texans at Steelers pick right now, it's uh, Steelers given four right now. But I mean, if you're the Texans, the Steelers don't desperately have to have this game from their own perception because they're you know, they're off to a fine start. Conversely, obviously, the Texans, I mean, you know, they go to 0 and 3. Maybe because there's an extra team this year in the playoffs, they can still work their way in, but they're still in dire straits.
2: Yeah. So here's about the Steelers It's so frustrating about them is I loved them last week, but then I forgot that they 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 play to their opponent all the time, right? They always play down to their opponent. In comes backup quarterback, whoever the heck it was for the Broncos, Jeff Driscoll, and they they just play terrible on defense. I don't understand. If you look at, I looked at last season. I looked at, and I made a, a, a Drew Locke under uh, uh, under pass yards last week, I, mm-hmm. I again mean because he got hurt. But like, if you look at la- the last eight games last year, they like didn't allow a, a 200 passer. It comes Jeff Just and like lights him up. So I think the Steelers this week know it's the Texans. know they're good, and will play much better. So I I I would I would lean to Pittsburgh. I don't feel great about it. But to your point, your question you asked me, is the 0-2 urgency. I've been on, on teams that are 0-2. There is a heightened sense of urgency in the locker room in Week 3. Now, we don't talk about it. We don't say, like, oh, we're going to miss the playoffs. But you can feel that you have to win Week 3. Like, th- like there's just a, a, a sense of focus, determination It's different than when you're maybe 2-0. and 0. You know, When you're 2-0, and 0, you're feeling good about yourself. You're practicing. Everything's going well. you can kind of doing the same thing that, that you've been doing. 0-2 teams, man – it's like the Super Bowl for them. If, if they don't win this game and, and, and the Titans go to the 3-0, they're not winning the division. Like, they're out they're out of a home playoff game already after three weeks. So I think there's going to be a set of varsity, But I just don't know if, te- if the Texans are any good, man. Like, the Steelers bring a ton of pressure. And, and Deshaun Watson is not terribly great under that situation.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. We talked about that before, we, uh, before the season kicked off. I don't necessarily think the Texans... I, as good as... I feel like Bill O'Brien... Has gotten a, a a little bit of a bad rap. I mean, he deserves a lot of the criticism he's gotten, but he, thought, you know, he has won three out of the last four division titles, and they aren't weren't all with Deshaun Watson like we talked about. I just don't know that the surrounding talent is there for Deshaun Watson. The offensive line doesn't look much better than what it's been, and against that Steelers pass rush, I I'm basing my thought this week on uh, on that game. The Steelers again given four. Um, as the Texans come to town is just based on need and and yeah. Houston needs it. Pittsburgh doesn't probably perceive themselves as uh, as being as desperate. I'm surprised by that, though, cause that that the coaches because the balance is if we say there is no tomorrow, like in a movie uh, pregame speech there, we got to have this one today is the only day that matters and all that kind of stuff. If you say that and then you lose, what do you say after the game? Like, I didn't mean that the season's over because we, uh, we're because we still in this thing. I don't know how you spin that. Like, this is the all-important game, and then you lose, and it's like, I was just kidding about it being all-important. Let's <laughs> I, win next week. I, I just think that
2: as a, as a team and a player, you take things week by week. Like, if you look at the big picture, there's, it's, it can be overwhelming to think about the next 14 weeks of the season. So you just worry about now. Plus, weird things can happen, right? Injuries happen. So you can make up a lot of ground – um, and so I don't think that, I don't think that the, the Bill O'Brien's coming in there being like, we have to win this week guys, because if we don't win, we're not gonna make the playoffs. You just like guys, we need, we need to freaking win. Like, let's go up to, to Pittsburgh and win this game. Um, and so I, I, again, I lean Pittsburgh. I don't feel great about it. I think I just, I don't feel great about it, but I, I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh.
0: All right. So boy, tepid, uh, encouragement for, uh, for the Pennsylvania better there, uh, where the Pittsburgh Steelers are concerned. You Eagles the talk. I, i i but I'm not going to go – I would never I, – I, you know, listen, do what you want to do. If you're a grown-up and you want to put your money against your team, I say shame the devil. I don't think it's I, – I I, think it's spiritually wrong to wager against your team. I know plenty of people – I don't know if I've ever asked you that, Schwartz, but our pal Sal will bet against his team, and then he'll rationalize it by saying, well, see, then I win either way. no. You've lost on both fronts now, friend. You know, I, I, I don't care for that job. I wouldn't bet against the Steelers, I but I – I do feel that uh, you're going to get people say all that stuff. Gonna get a hungry Texans team uh, this week coming into Pittsburgh? But then again, practically the matchup um, of that uh, front seven should torment Deshaun Watson. So we'll we'll get into that one. I want to talk before we start making our picks here. The uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning on their way to a Stanley Cup halfway home against the Dallas Stars. I told you I told you many weeks ago while in with Cousin Sal that uh, that you needed to get in on the Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. They're going to do that. Um, And uh, NBA, the Heat vanquished the Celtics on Wednesday night. They're a win away from the finals. The thing with that one is, too – Um, And I do want to talk Drew Brees and some quarterback stuff. But uh, to set our table here, if you will, Schwartz, uh, you weighed in last week or we kibitzed about Lakers and Nuggs. The issue is, of course, the NBA wants the Lakers. You would you would have to think they would love to have Lakers Celtics to draw some eyeballs away from pro football in these uh, in this next fortnight or so. The problem is the Nuggets, in my opinion, are the most enjoyable team to watch that's left. And, And and it looks Pretty close, like the Heat are going to get to the finals. You can get a Heat yeah. Nuggets finals, which won't be juicy in the ratings. I don't I personally don't care, and I don't know why 21st century sports fans care as much as they do, why they wring their hands on behalf of billionaire leagues. Oh, oh this is going to be a nightmare rating. Well, what do you care? Just watch the games, unless you have a, a rooting interest there. Are you sticking with your Lakers, though, to, to take this series, or do you think that uh, yeah. Jamal Murray has, uh, has no. given them uh, a little bit of life there?
2: I'm taking it with my Lakers. I actually like the Lakers in the first quarter, minus two and a half. I feel like they come out nice. early and, and prove a point. I mm-hmm. love my favorite part of NBA betting in the playoffs is these first quarter bets. It's I'm with easier. you, man. It's much easier when you have a home and home series, right? When you're someone at, at home. But I think betting a veteran team like the Lakers after a loss like this, LeBron always tries to prove a point in in after a loss. I think that he wants to take the series back. In the first quarter, I would expect one of those classic LeBron first quarters, 11, 12 points, four rebounds, three assists, and they're up by 10 at the end of the first quarter. Now they might not win the I love that. I love that idea. They might not cover the game uh, in the end, but I I do think they win the game. I should be clear about that. They might not cover the game at the end, but I think the first quarter minus two and a half, it's on FanDuel right now uh, that that that's the bet to make minus one Oh four two.
0: Lakers better do themselves a favor and drop that game. They they go up three one. The Nuggets have them right where they want them. That would be <laughs> that that would be a a fun thing. In a way, it's fun to root for the Lakers to win this one, just to see them get the three one, and see if the Nuggets can put a scare in them by stealing Game Five. If that if that series goes up three one, and then the Nuggets get it to three two, Los Angeles at least will really be sweating it out there before Game Six. Let's talk pro football though. Um, right now. What did I tell you one week ago? I hope you listen to your old pal, Dave, because I told you, Drew Brees, I told you this over the summer. I told you this last December. I told you this in January and nothing has changed. Drew Brees is a league average quarterback. I'm not saying he's Case Keenum at this point, but he ain't that far off. Um, he's, He's closer to, I'll tell you this, Drew Brees 2020 is closer to Case Keenum 2018 than he is to drew Brees 2015 if that makes sense right i mean like the mike thomas absence has further exposed what we already yeah. knew drew Brees can't push it past 11 yards um
2: that's that's a problem and without michael thomas to, to eat up that short ground it makes that offense very tough and uh yeah it's it's interesting because we see Tom Brady at his age and we see Tom Brady still throwing the ball downfield. Now he's not do it as often, but we saw last week that he hit Mike Evans over the field consistently, 15, 20 yards downfield. And we think that's normal progression for a 43-year-old. No, Drew Brady's normal progression, which is kind that's of like right. slow, like a slow decline. And then when you hit the cliff, you hit the cliff fast and it's boom and it's over. And I kind of feel like we might be there, Dave. We might be at that like point where it's like you might just and and that's it so here's the question is that can they salvage the offense and turn it into what basically the patriots have are doing or excuse me did last year with with Tom Brady which is short game screen passes very creative, and then you take a shot when you can, right? Because Michael Thomas is not a shot-wide receiver. He can do that. But you take the shots when you can get them. Now, that Thomas in the game, obviously, will change what they do. But they were so angry about their loss on Monday night, they stayed in Vegas and watched extra film. This stuff's so stupid. Just fly and watch a film. Fly (laughs) and watch a film. Who cares? So, um, they're they're favored by three over the Packers. This line was at six and dropped all the way to three. Um, I... I kind of still like New Orleans in this game because of the value in the three. If it was at six, now it's at three. And it's it, we, we talk about those must-win type of games and just they're a veteran team. Their defense has not played terribly well. If Devontae Adams is not playing, then the Packers' offense is not going to be the same. So even though we just said all these mean things about the Saints, if we're betting this game, Saints minus three, minus three and a half right now as we're taping this, is the way to go
0: um let's uh jump i kind of college footbally talk here because you're an oregon guy and you wear it proudly um your thoughts on uh justin herbert's debut last week in a completely Ooh, weird situation oh let me just say this to you though as, as somebody who has uh weird self-esteem i would much rather for the record if anybody ever needs me to start for their pro football team Tell me at the last possible second. If you give me like three days, I'll 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 uh, get in my own head about it. I thought that was perfect for Justin Herbert. As a matter of fact, I'd rather be like, hey, by the way, um, you you got to go play when? Like now, go go out on the field. Uh, first series begins now. Get in that huddle that was the best possible situation yeah. for a guy who has that rep of being a little soft-spoken and otherwise, right? That... That's,
2: not, that's not his rep. He is soft-spoken, but it does not mean he's not a good leader, which is, which is like the, which is the thing that, that people don't understand. Um, so I told you guys, I'm, I'm an organ alum, by the way, I've watched every snap of Justin's career. I've watched a film of every snap of Justin's career, especially last season. Nerd. And thank you. I, I will humbly brag that I give access to college football film. And, His offense last year did not set him up for success. It was not an offense that relied on him. It was an offense that relied on the run game and a very mediocre pass game with no professional wide receiver. He's not played with a pro in two years now. So I said, just wait till he plays with a competent offensive staff. And he did, and it showed. He made some amazing throws. Yes, he made a mistake. He threw a terrible interception that probably cost him the game, quite honestly, because they're up 17-6. If he just runs for a first down, they're in a field goal range. The Chiefs immediately got the ball took it back and scored. It might have been 17-9 at that point, and they tied the game on after for that. Bad interception. He threw a rocket to Keenan Allen missed him. But to your point, he was told, one minute before the game, you're playing. So, all week he does scout team. All week they put a game plan for Tyrod Taylor. And oops, all of a sudden, Justin, go ahead and do that. Great touchdown pass. He had a Great throw to Keenan Allen. Maybe the best throw of the weekend. To Keenan Allen, cover two, between the safeties. Um, it, it was a great debut. He'll play this against the Panthers, and then I think that they have to give Tyrod Taylor his job back or he will he will sue and the Chargers will owe him a lot of money. Um, So I think that that Herbert won't be the starter for long, but he will start the back half of the season once Tyrod gets officially being out.
0: Interesting. And uh, real quick there, Schwartz, give me your pick for uh, ACC clash, uh, Louisville. And, uh, and the pit Panthers pit Panthers looking like a uh, Mandalorian. If you've seen their um, steely uniforms, give me a, a pick from Heinz field on that one.
2: I think Louisville.
0: You're going to take Louisville. All right, Louisville. jerk. That's fine.
2: I just, I'm going to take it just, just more than anything else. Just to spite you.
0: Thank you. Do you have the number on that one, Eddie spaghetti by chance? Or if you could look that one up for us, I don't have that one doing, in I'm front just, of
2: me. I'm just going to spite you.
0: Pit. Okay. Pitt, I, t- I told you to take
2: the under last week, by the way, under hit. And Pitt and Pitt and uh, and Q's last week.
0: You you did say that one. That was a a great call, as a matter of fact, by you. All right, before we get Ross Tucker in here, um, you, let's uh, go through some of these games here, Week Three NFL, and we'll start it off with formal pick here. You're going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers, giving four. Yes. All right. Let me see here. Can to get it here? It is, uh, the total on that one is 45. Uh, I'll take the Steelers. I'll take the Steelers to win by, uh, by five or more. The total is a little weird at 45. I'm waiting for the Steelers to play that smothering defense. Yes. The speed is apparent. Um, but they're, but, You know, two pretty mild foes in weeks one and two, and they didn't exactly shut down either one of them. Now, here comes one of the best talents at the most important position coming in there. It seems like the Texans with desperation are going to come in there. I'm going to take the Steelers. And if you want to put something on that one, fanduel.com slash minus three, it's the word minus, and the number three is how you do that one. Interesting one up in Foxborough this week. The Raiders looking better than a lot of people. I said to, um, to uh, my guy, David Carr, um, that typically I would get into Derek about this. uh, He's like, no one, he already is with, we're just two weeks in already. No one, no one outside this locker room thought we could be two and O and I'd like to, I'd like to level him for saying that jive, except that in this case, really nobody did think they were going to be two and O but now they go into Foxborough, the one in one Cam Newton led Patriots. The Raiders are plus six and a half in this one. How say you, Schwartz?
2: So I love New England here. Love them. Love them here. So Raiders. I love them. I
0: love them as part of a teaser, but okay. Of, of course you do.
2: Uh, Raiders short week. High as a kite right now. Traveling New England. New England obviously lost the game in Seattle. New England defensively had their worst game in years, right? Especially past defense. So I think they're going to refocus in. You see Belichick this week. He had the, the 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 cutoff hoodie with the holes. He just, he has not slept all week. He is pissed about his defense losing that game. But here's a good stat for you. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Derek Carr is averaging 6.2 air yards per attempt this season. Fourth lowest in the NFL. And We talked about Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees, very low air attempts. That's not good. It's not going to have low air attempts. The numbers only... because he averages over 17 yards attempt to Henry Ruggs. If you take Henry Ruggs out of the equation, he's only averaging 4.6 air yards per attempt. Guess what New England's gonna do? Henry Ruggs, you're being doubled. End of story. End of story. Darren Waller, get what you want, do what you want to do, go ahead. I just think it's a class situation where everyone's gonna be in the Raiders, and they are they are. There's a lot of people betting the Raiders because of what they did in Monday night football. Discount New England because they lost a game. I think the offense looked great for for New England. Show up the defense a little bit. Give me the New England Patriots, my
0: six and a half. Well, you know, um, you know better than I. I'll, I'll defer to you on this, but I got to think a lot of that money. That happened on Monday night. Um, with the saints game for the Raiders that there was a lot of late money going to the Raiders and it, and it moved the line. I assume that, you know, any hint of success from their new football team in Las Vegas is going to cause the, the, the line to move. Right. I mean, that, I feel like that's why you're seeing, and, and you know, there's some optimism um, deservedly. So around the Raiders, um,
2: but you never, you never get value on New England. Like that's as as a home favorite, like that's, that's crazy to me.
0: Week three, they need to win by a touchdown. I mean, I, I will continue to say until um, the Patriots disprove me. And you, you're overly confident because you like that flying Elvis on the side of their helmet, and you're ignoring, as a lot of people are, the guys that are actually in it. They don't have half the guys that were relevant to that defense a year ago. You can't. It's not just yeah. that they lost the goat. Yes. More than half. They lost Pat Chung. What are you talking about? Dianoy Keep going. Jamie calls like three guys. You said and high three and high tower. He did. You're right. I forgot. About <laughs> They've lost key defensive pieces, and they got exposed as I told you they would by the Seahawks. I mean, I think Cam Newton has been great. I think the offense has been just fine. But as I told you before the season kicked off. That defense is not just because it was good last year has no um, no application as we go forward here. And uh, you know, I hear you about the limitations of what Derek Carr's doing, but then again, he hasn't really hooked up with Henry Ruggs yet, and um, and so maybe that's uh, something to look forward uh, look for in in week three. I don't know, man. I I kind of like I I like it in either direction. As a matter of fact, if you teased the Patriots to win the game down to just win the game. But I also, if you take the Raiders up to 12 in Foxborough, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to get smoked like that. They're not, they're not built that way. Now with Cam Newton, Cam Newton teams aren't generally wired to, to smoke anyone. The Mm -hmm. NFC title game from 2015, notwithstanding Um, next up, Oh, this is the important question I have for for the both of you fellows here. Spaghetti, I'm going to start with you. We talked about it a year ago. We talked about it in twenty seventeen. I don't understand in our ever changing world. I took this, by the way, to our mutual pal, Chris Long, who I believe is going to join us next week. Be on the lookout for uh, the great Chris Long, everybody. Um, But I was on his podcast this week and I asked him about this because in twenty seventeen, When Malcolm Jenkins raised a fist to the sky in the pregame during the anthem, there was a lot of, oh, how could he do that? And Chris Long went over and put his arm around him. And I declared on that day, this is America's team now. In our ever-changing world, the Dallas Cowboys don't just get to claim that they're America's team and keep it eternally. So I named the 2017 Eagles as the replacement. Chris Long has generously now said, we can move that title to another team. And I nominate the Buffalo Bills. Chris Long nominates Washington. Charlotte Wilder on um, on extra points nominates the Jags. But then she flipped and said she wants it to be the Packers. Sal obviously wants his Cowboys to keep the title. How say you? Oh, no. How say you, Eddie Spaghetti?
1: My answer for the season, um, I think it's between two teams – one may have the nudge, and right now it's the Seattle Seahawks, okay. I think, because of the love affair for Russ Wilson. Him, uh, everyone trying to will him to get an MVP, never received a vote. Um, and I think what happens is you get this like media darling team with the quarterback, you know, Mister Unlimited that everyone loves, and then he goes and throws for five touchdowns versus the uh, the Patriots, who, weirdly enough, would almost be my second pick because like Jeff was just saying with Belichick looking like he hasn't like slept in ages, the ripped sweatshirt. like People kind of like Belichick again because he's like detached from Brady. And then you go and add Cam Newton, who I think everyone, uh, at least in the NFL media, does love because he's playing great. Everyone doubted him. Those are the two picks, I think. But I, the Seahawks, With Russ, I think is clearly like the one team that everyone is going to go and who wanted
0: better. And we put Belichick and Brady next to each other. And we tried to determine where the hearts and minds of uh, Patriots fans are as we progress through through the season. And they try to make sense of watching Tom Brady uh, do well. I'm with Schwartz on that one. That uh, that Bucks team is just going to get better and better. And if the Saints ain't good. Um, it might be a two three game cushion by the time the season's over. Um, next up, I, oh uh, Schwartz, I didn't get your answer on that one. I'm sorry. I,
2: I, I'm curious. What, what what qualifies as as a, like what, what what what's America's team like? A team that we can all root for in America is that basically what it is. I
0: here's what I say about it. I think we cannot just say, oh, well, who's the most? Sal's logic is who's the most popular team. The the Cowboys sell the most jerseys and people like watching them and whatever. But whether it's them or the Packers or the Steelers or, you know, one of these big brand teams that have a bunch of Lombardis and all that, that's front running. That's not what what we're about here. This is about embracing a team that is on the rise and we can all jump aboard. It's not like – jumping in on like saying the Beatles are a great band and I love them. Um, no, we got, we want to pick one that's rising from, uh, from indie record label. And uh, w- as they make it to the main stage, We're there with them. You understand? The Bills haven't done anything. This is easy for us to get on board with, I feel like. And by the way, Josh Allen is very likable. They wear red, white, and blue. They have a lot of their defense is mighty. There's what's not to like their people start tailgating on Fridays for home games, typically, and probably still are even in 2020.
2: So my answer would be the Baltimore Ravens. All right. The Baltimore Ravens. They're they're doing things their own way, right? Which is how Americans love to do things, right? They love to do things their own way, love to do their own way. They drafted a guy that a bunch of us said couldn't play quarterback in the NFL. Designed an offense to fit him exactly. Now they're going through some hardship, right? They've lost two straight years in the playoffs when they were supposed to win. Some
1: hardship.
2: They, they are right. <laughs> they're going through some hardship. Yeah, they're easy to root for. They're a fun team to watch play. They obviously enjoy playing the game. They play the game the right way. They play the game hard. They run the football. They're physical. They're well-coached. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Okay, and they're giving three this week. Who you got in that one with uh, Mitchell Schwartz and company Unlike rolling you, into Charm City?
2: Who's afraid to bet against his team for some odd principle reason. I think Baltimore wins this game.
0: Now. Wait a second. You're going to bet against Mitchell Schwartz's well, Chiefs.
2: L- l- just listen to me. I'm not done I'm talking just talking asking yet. you if that's what you're saying. I'm not done talking yet. The line, no, excuse
0: me, sir, is three and a half. Three and a oh, half, it's three and a half now. Okay,
2: that line worries me. Three mm-hmm. and a half. I'm taking the Chiefs because I feel like the Chiefs are not going to. If they lose this game, they they don't lose any game more than six points under Pat Mahomes, right? They don't lose games by a lot. So you're telling me the Chiefs are down ten in the fourth quarter and don't just come down and score a touchdown to 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 make this a three point game? Like that's why I think Baltimore wins, but I think the Chiefs three and a half with that hook. You got to take the cheese, in my opinion.
0: Damashek was all over Lamar Jackson. Eddie Spaghetti can attest to this. I asked everybody I could ask it to who weighs in on pro football related matters. It was the most important question. In the preseason last year, since uh, many years ago, many preseasons ago, the question was, will Chip Kelly succeed in the NFL? Everybody weighed in on one side or uh, another there. Will Lamar Jackson in 2019, will that offense succeed? I said it will. I said it will dominate the NFL, but only for one year. Do you buy two games in from what we've seen and what you project is going to be for the next 14 weeks? Do you feel like one? I always think it's a funny thing to say about a college football team, let alone an NFL team, when they say, like, the the kryptonite of this offense is if they fall behind. Like, well, that's a bad premise to build your – right? You can't wait, – wait, so just never give up the lead and we're okay? Right. That's a crazy way to operate. But do you buy that year three Lamar Jackson can rally his team slinging the ball, or is it more of a matter of – all right, we're down ten. We got to commit to. We got to stay committed to our philosophy, which is ground and pound.
2: So last year we saw in the playoff game they are down fourteen. They just abandoned their offense. They just right. right. Now was their
0: advantage. mistake, right?
2: So I think that they just keep. The 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 biggest thing to, for them is just to run their offense until you literally can't run it anymore. If you're down fourteen nothing, fine. Just run your offense. It's it's second quarter. What are you what are you what are you panicking for? So I do think that Lamar at least early on, feels like a more accurate passer. I don't have the numbers to back that up, but he just appears to throw the ball a little more zip, a little, a little you know more accuracy. So I think it's a matter of just sticking with what you do best, and I'm curious to see what they do. The Chiefs last year stifled it. This is before Baltimore went on a, went on a long run, but the Chiefs' defense played very well last year against Baltimore early in the season. So I'm curious how this goes, but this is a psychological game for Baltimore. They, they need this game way more than the Chiefs do. They, they need this game to show to themselves – they can beat the world champion. The Chiefs don't need this game. They don't need this game. They're going to win the AFC West. They're going to have a one or two seed, and the one seed's important, right? New playoff format. This is this is a tiebreaker potentially for that one seed.
0: I, you know, you say that players aren't really looking at the standings that much and worrying about their positioning, and that we have to have well, this not, one not or a week two. No, three. I get it, but I'm yeah, but I, but I, I from if you're a, the chiefs, you kind of say like, well, maybe the Raiders aren't half bad, you know? Um, I think it's and then yeah,
2: cause they've dominated the AFC West, the chiefs have.
0: Well, the Ravens, if for what it's worth in 2018 and then last year played, uh, the chiefs close, they forced the overtime two years ago and rallied. And it was interesting because when they fell behind to the chiefs, I think the same, was it actually week three? Was it the exact it same spot three, a year ago? Uh, the Ravens fell way behind and they and they tried to pass their way back into it. And then at some point they they just said, let's run our offense. And they really did rally and almost catch up to the Chiefs in that one. I'm with you. I think if they just stick to that offense um, and, you know, even within within that offense, it does allow you to take advantage of Mark Andrews. And, um, you know, I I. I I think I'm with you on the Chiefs, though. I think uh, the the Chiefs go in there and um, the hook is too much to look past. Really, practically, when do you see Mahomes and company losing a game? Um, but it's a, a, a testament to their dominance the last couple of years. You don't see them um, even when they do lose getting smoked like that. I do think it's a bad matchup, though. That uh, I think there is a chance that the Ravens might truck them. You know what? You know what? That's that's how committed I am to my picks. Give me the birds. I'm taking the birds at home. They're, they're, uh, they're going to win that one. I think they are going to truck that, uh, that uh, defensive front um, of KC. Rams at Bills. Bills given two and a half. Rams have looked good. How big a factor is it that the Rams are you know on the East Coast so much now? Same thing as the Niners are, and we'll get to that one against the Giants in just a second. Two weeks in a row for both those West Coast teams.
2: Did the, did the Rams fly back?
0: I don't know. Did they
2: spaghetti? Do you happen to know? I know that the Niners did not.
1: Uh, I can look that up. I know the the Niners, like you said, they did fly to like Greenbrier and then they yeah, had Greenbrier, to fly yeah. back. Yeah.
2: So here's a couple of things about just just some stuff that I think shows you McVay's a good coach. Um, they're ten and two against the spread as a visitor in the last the last twelve games. Right, that's really good to be very good in the road, obviously. They've won and covered seven straight early kickoffs in the Eastern time zone, which is very impressive. We always talk about that being an issue. But this year, this week, not so much, in in my opinion. I was out on the Rams' start the season for a couple reasons. One is that I didn't think they had a great pass rush outside of Aaron Donald and really outside of Ramsey, no no playmakers. They've done okay on defense. Mm -hmm. But offensively, I wasn't sure Sean McVay would change what he's done. And he has. He has changed his run game to fit his personnel, which allows them to do more play-action pass. When you run the ball well, play-action pass opens up big lanes for Goff and throw the ball. I think this continues on Sunday. I think the Rams go into Buffalo. They win this game. Again, Buffalo's playing well. Josh Allen's playing great. I'm going to have to eat crow on Josh Allen. We'll find out as the, as, the, as the weeks come on. But they just beat a terrible Dolphins team and a terrible Jets team. The Rams are a real football team. They're a real football team.
0: How many of you uh, say you're an offensive lineman, Schwartz, but still, aren't are you a little embarrassed that uh, Damashek uh, is – constantly write about the sport's most important position, write about Lamar Jackson, write about Josh Allen, write about Kyler Murray as my preseason MVP I like pick. Kyler Murray, too. right about Drew Brees going downhill, fell, falling off a cliff. I keep nailing it, though. You, your results are mixed.
2: Well, I don't think I had an opinion on Drew Brees to start the season, so that would be tough to judge what my opinion was on him. Josh Allen's point, what is wrong with you? What are you doing?
0: I'm just. I'm just giving you the eye. Okay, just look. This at the is the eye right that in. sees all. Um, I'm the QB whisperer. Josh
2: Allen's played two good games against the two worst teams in the NFL, so we'll see what he does against a real football team this week. All right,
0: I'm going to take the Bills at home. I think the Rams; it's too much. Two East Coast games for them. They started the game the the season nicely. The Bills are built defensively to stop exactly what we what you're talking about. I do love Jared Goff on that uh, on that play action rollout. You know, you have to have you have to have a variety of skills to be able to get away with doing that um, as a QB. And he, you know, listen, he's fine. But I just, as we've talked about ad nauseum. He's robotic. I mean, his, uh, Sean McVay is in his ear till the fifteen-second mark on the uh, on the uh, play clock. There, First I just man. don't love that. I I I think he's limited, and uh, against a mighty defense, he'll get a little exposed there. You say you're going to take the Giants plus yeah. three and a half with the visiting Niners. I'm not going to get crazy arguing with you about that one. By the way, the total on that Rams Bills game is 47. Feels a little bit high to me. It does. Um, but uh, back to um, Jersey then, I'm with you on the Giants too. The total on that one is a, is a woeful 41 and a half, and it's hard to make a case to go over with that one given the the pieces that are lacking offensively on both sides.
2: Yeah, again, I'm still kind of leery of totals, but I, I do kind of lean, lean under in that game. We've just seen, like I told you guys, we're going to see a lot of overs early in the year, and we've seen a lot of overs early in the season. So I'm curious if this is the week where that kind of, balances back out we get some unders to hit
0: um okay we got ross tucker coming up here any second now eddie spaghetti is uh is working on lining that up let's blow through some picks here while we uh while we do that there jets at colts i mentioned um the pitiful pitiful new york jets plus ten and a half and a Sorry. Colts uh, dome that'll have, I think, 7,500 uh, blue and white clad fans. Their total on it is 44. How say you, Schwartz?
2: I think I saw it right. The Jets are out like their top three running backs or top two or three wide receivers. Their center and their right tackle. Um, the, the play, I mean, the Colts is the play here. I don't, I don't terribly love it, but yeah, but the Colts.
0: I, I mean that's just a ton of points in the NFL no matter what the circumstance oh, I and we, I, I don't know that we know enough except uh, not about the Colts except again yeah the the Jets are are just so are apocalyptically lousy do you think that they might uh, remove Gase if they get embarrassed this week is it is that too they soon?
2: they should as soon as possible ASAP and Greg Williams too the defense's been terrible too.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I'll tell you, you know what? I will. Uh, I'll ride along with you. I hate I hate those double digit spreads like that so early in the season. But I can't. I mean, what are you going to what case is there to be made for the Jets at this point? Um, Seahawks hosting the Cowboys. Cowboys are plus five going into Seattle. 55 and a half is yeah. the total. Give me Dak and company. The Seahawks are good. They're talented. I diminish um, their skill position, guys. By comparing Russell Wilson to 80s John Elway and saying that he's dragging a mediocre roster to heights that they don't otherwise deserve. But, you know, the pass catchers are good. Ja- Jamal Adams, it's crazy how he is. He's one of those guys who's in on every play. The, the, the second level of that Seahawks defense is still stout. Still, though, the Cowboys, I think, are in a good spot here. Seahawks coming off of a, a dramatic win and maybe a little bit of a letdown.
2: My concern with the Cowboys is Teron Smith. I don't know. I can't, it's hard to make this bet if I don't know if he's gonna play or not. He's out today as of taping on Thursday. But the Cowboys have the better offensive line, the better defensive line, the better skill position players. I, I'm going with the Cowboys plus five. I don't feel great about it, but that's that's I, I'm with you here. This is this feels backdoor coverage to me, right? Cowboys down, late in the game, come back and score. Seahawks still win, but Cowboys cover.
0: You uh, and you, you say you're going to take the Saints minus three at home, 52 and a half. The total on yes. that one. It just seems too easy to take the Packers to say it feels like a red flag game to me to look at the uh, to look at the Packers and say, what? They're they're dogs to that team that just got embarrassed by the by the Las Vegas Raiders. It seems like such a gimme for the Packers. I have to go against that. You know, I, I, it's you're too, getting
2: points it open at six is now at three and a half, three, three, nine. nine you're I getting, it's a good line to bet the saints.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, if you're looking for a teaser, here's a beauty for you. The Broncos plus six at home to Tom Brady and company. If you take that one down to, um, to a pick them, Tom Brady, you think they're going to go in there and lose to um, Jeff Driscoll. I don't think they are. I say that's a great one to <laughs> pair up with, with. Am I right about that? You agree with no, that? They're not losing to Denver. No. Well, and the other one is if you really like the Colts, um, take them down to minus four and a half and pair that one up. That seems like a a winner there. Chargers, I'm not as confident in them against the Panthers because we don't know what uh, Herbert's going to look like. If you like the Browns and the way they looked on Thursday, they're hosting uh, Washington's football team. A touchdown is the number on that one. You could take the Browns down and make them a a one-point favorite there. That's not a, a bad one to jump at. Anyhow, Spaghetti. Do we have Je- uh, our pal Ross Tucker?
1: Are you not looking at the screen? Oh, no,
0: I can't see the screen. Oh, is he here? Oh, I'm I've slapping been slapping my gums. No, I'm looking at numbers. I'm a professional, friend. I, oh, I've God. been here for like three minutes. I was like, oh, you're not even going to acknowledge me. And, and I'm trying, I didn't know. know. Shaq, do you have a Mohawk going right now? Kind of, yeah. I do. Well, you know what I've started to do, Ross Tucker? in uh during the last six months or so i've decided to separate what is essential um in life and i don't have to go to a barber anymore they said this is a damashek special i did this myself i cut my own hair now i'm it it looks like you did it yourself i would Uh, say that does not surprise me it does at all all. don't get your idea. idea Don't get your mic cut off, Tucker. So, uh, cut off. Uh, much to talk about. Um, you tweeted out on Wednesday, though, something that caught fire, making fun of Bill Belichick. And, of course, um, humorless Patriots fans took offense to you pointing out that Bill Belichick's wearing a sweatshirt that had holes in it. But uh, but to your point, what other coaches could get away with that look? So,
3: it's a great question, Check, and I guess it was my question so I'm, I'm complimenting myself I just need to say this though like people it is unbelievable how people take any opportunity to get offended any chance yeah. they can I literally said in the tweet you should see how I, I make the decision every morning whether it's flip flops or slippers that's my decision when I come over to work I wear shorts every day now most of my shirts t-shirts that I wear don't have holes in it but that's how I dress every day, and it's like like. And I even said that. I said I think it's hilarious. Um, Andy Reid gets away with it, you know. When I started going through it, it's actually less than you think. And I think Belichick gets away with it because he's kind of always been like that. It's just like getting progressively worse. Like, and then people are like, "Oh, he got a lot on his mind right now." I'm like, "Well, he's still putting a shirt on." Like. He chose the one that has the moth-infested holes in the neck. Like, it's hilarious. Um, I don't think there's that many that would get away with it. Like, even like if Sean McVay did that, I don't know, if Sean McVay did it or Kingsbury, they might be like, oh, that's trendy now. It's It's like when you buy jeans that have holes in them, which I've never understood. If McVay and Kingsbury started to rock the sweatshirts with the holes in them, like people would start to wear that. Like they, they think those guys are like those kind of fashion icons.
0: Yeah, we do. We have expanded the coaches. I, you know, in hard knocks, when Sean McVay took his shirt off and jumped in the pool, oh, he was waiting and, for that scene. Wasn't he? Oh, he definitely was. They, the yeah. producers are like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, well, you know what? I don't know. Wait, I thought you said, they, they said to get in the pool. Like no one said that Sean, cause, cause no one said to late. lose the shirt. Wow. Well, what's is- done is done. The
2: dog was supposed to be playing football and the dog just did nothing. It just I was like, it was totally oh, he just, just wanted to take a shirt off.
0: McVay wanted to do that. That's the question is who shouldn't do that in the coaching ranks? Who, who, who should not follow suit with Sean Many. McVay? Hey, Ross Tucker, before anything else, you always do the best job of doing it. I'd be happy to plug your stuff, but I want you to do it instead because you run through the gamut.
3: Yeah, no, I got a bunch of podcasts. I'm trying to avoid a real job like the plague. I appreciate you teaming me up on that check. Ross Tucker football podcast is every day, 30 minutes. I got a betting podcast like this one called the even money podcast was up seven big units in week two. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so good at it. I just am. So you should probably listen. Ah. Fantasy feast podcast, college draft podcast, and a bunch of other media gigs. You don't need to worry about because those are big companies. They already make a lot of money, unlike my podcast network at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, where all of your dreams can come true.
0: Tucker's the best, Greg Cosell, and the rest of his gang. Uh, great stuff always from Tucker. Hey, by the way, before I forget, check. Yes. Jeff, I love when you post good, uh,
3: good video on, on you. your social. I appreciate it. I don't yeah. like. You know, you and Brandon Thorne, like, there's some guys that they'll post, like, really good O line video. Baldy with the Mackay yeah. Beckton. Like, I love guys that go and watch the coaches' tape and cut up the good stuff <laughs> so that I don't have to and I can just watch it. Like, I can just watch Mackay Beckton on Baldy's. I can watch Brandon Thorne. I can watch the last play of the Patriots Seahawks. Although, the two things I would point out, Jeff number one, If Cam just bounced it outside of the fullback when the edge guy, the force guy undercut the fullback, if Cam just bounced it outside, he would have walked into the end zone. I agree with that. I think Jeff was wrong. You didn't know you were you were you were were like you were like all over Bobby Wagner, you were
2: loving Bobby Wagner so much. No, and it was a good play
3: by Bobby. Here's
2: here's Here's why Cam can't do that is because he's walked in the end zone in the exact same way three straight times early in that game. And he doesn't see Wagner over there. Like, he thinks he's running straight to the end zone again. He can't just stop three yards and then go around the fullback and get in the end zone. Like, he has to run power straight downhill. If the fullback gets cut near near the goal line, sure, he can bounce it outside. But he thinks he's running right to the hole. He doesn't see Wagner over. He thinks Shaq Mason's pulling across, and he's running right in the hole where he should go. Don't now, I'm not hour. convinced how, he even gets in without Bobby see, Wagner. How often do we see I, that that play bounce like that? Almost never. It doesn't get – power does not get bounced like
0: that. I, I, I hear what you're finished. saying, Schwartz, but Tucker is right, and I'm right ultimately <laughs> by saying that at the goal line, in short yardage, play, action, boot always works. Well, yeah, uh, not, they should have a different play. Not nine, about but, that. but I just want to make this perfectly clear. I, it doesn't work 99.7% of the time. It works at 100% of the time. Hey, I don't check. know why, wow. why teams why don't do, do that
3: much. Why would you do that when you can throw a goal line fade that works 25% of
0: the time? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. By the way, uh, the thing I wanted to talk to Tucker about, because it's a uh, uh, red alert level in Philadelphia. Quickly, though, Spaghetti drops me a line. The line is moving there in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are now just favored by two and a half. No, no, no. The visiting-
1: that's the Louisville-Pitt game.
0: Oh, Pitt. Yeah. yeah I was gonna say what what the hell happened that, was a, when, well, that yeah. it dropped like that. Um, Pitt is given two and a half. I like him I'm still really mad at your Steelers, check. I know. Everybody how did they, is how Chris, do they not cover do I don't you know, know how Chris? Long, how do they not the, cover that game? It was a victory for gambling, though, in pro football, that Chris Long and Jeff Schwartz, within seconds of each other, damned James Conner for not being able to get in the end zone for being too slow. To, you know what's to get funny about that? Zone.
3: I screwed up the math because even when they tackled him at like the five, I was like, minute and a half, two timeouts. They'll call a timeout after first, timeout after second, third down. They'll they'll they're they're, they're still going to keep the field goal. I'm still going to cover. I forgot that Fangio had to call the timeout
0: at the end of the James Connor run. But it also, I
1: don't
0: want to nitpick fine. They won the, but why, but there was no point of what I was saying in that moment was too bad. The Steelers aren't going to cover, but, there's no reason for them to do anything other than take a knee at this point. And for some reason, they ran James Conner twice more, a guy who's injury prone. Why are you why run a play at all? Just take a. They knee. didn't know the math. They didn't understand the math either. All right, right, well, that's a problem. No, they I, didn't I'll know the
3: what. math. I'll that's exactly what, what the answer
0: is, is, Tucker. They I'll didn't know the math. That's terrible. They,
2: they need to. They need to kill off enough seconds to kneel the ball at the end to be able to just kneel the ball and go home. And you can't do that if you just kneel it. Like, we saw Big Ben have to take a knee on the last play, then wait three seconds to knee down to get under 40 seconds. So that's why they ran the ball, just to kill seven seconds. Because Connor know, just ran the right, ball forward okay. and, like, just stopped. He just, like, stood there. As I was watching, like, you, Ross, I'm like, just score a touchdown. Go, 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 score, score. I even bet them in-game when Drew Locke got hurt. I'm like, there's no way they're going to cover. I bet them before. In and out. I was like, so, yeah, I'm with you guys. That, that The Steelers, they always play down to their opponents. Like, Dave... Why do they do that? Come on,
0: stop. I, I, I hate I, – I it's so much like my old man to do that. He's like, you know, this has always been the Steelers. They go into Cincy and struggle always. Like, I don't think what happened in 1978 is pertinent <laughs> to how the Steelers are going to perform. Like, it's always been the way. Red Sox always struggle in Baltimore. Like, that doesn't matter. What happened 72 years ago has no application now just because the, the team names are the same. Tucker quickly um, – weigh in. Your endorsement is important here. America's team, 2020. Are you riding with me? Absolutely. Um, I love, you know, it's weird. I played for five teams. My favorite
3: team was the Buffalo bills, probably because I played the most there and made the most money, but also because those people are diehards. They're awesome. They get there on Fridays with all their RVs. My biggest Mm -hmm. regret, I should have gone there every Friday right after practice Eaten with them, had beers. It was Friday. Like, why didn't doing? you? What really? Why didn't you do that on game day? Why didn't you do that and go and celebrate a victory? Oh no, we did after the game. Oh, yeah, you did we, after the game. Yeah. We, we had like our own little four RV. Like Takiyo Spikes, Ruben Brown, Bledsoe, and Lawyer Malloy had four RVs oh, in really? a rectangle, and like you had to be a player with a player to get in the rectangle. It was awesome. I, my cousin and six of his buddies from college came one time. And they're, like, 18, 19 years old, and they're sitting at a table eating food. All of a sudden, Bledsoe comes in, and they're all like this. And Bledsoe and goes, hey, what's up, fellas? And they're like, hi, <laughs> hi. Like they were, And then Lawyer Malloy comes in, and he's like, yo, you guys getting any of this salsa? My wife made this salsa. It's good. And they were like, "Great! it's great salsa, Lawyer Malloy. It's awesome salsa. It was <laughs> hilarious. Anyway, yes, America's team... Buffalo Thank Bills. You. Who else would
0: be? Who else would be? Well, there are a lot of bad ideas out there. No one. Everybody keeps uh, coming down on me. I I have yet to hear a better alternative. Quickly though, this is the main thing I wanted to hear from you on. You got uh, your finger on the pulse of all things Philadelphia Eagles. Good times early on in Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Quite a different story. I mean, it's all Carson Wentz, right? Is that who? Is that who is in the crosshairs of uh, the the citizens of Philly right now? No, uh, it's
3: really bad. And by the way, like, I don't think they're going to, but they could lose to the Bengals. If they lost to the Bengals and Carson Wentz didn't play well, if he played poorly again, that would be about as bad as, I, as I've as i ever seen it. Um, he has not played well the first two games. Nobody has a really good explanation for it because he finished last year so strong. And, like, even 2017 – he was going to be the MVP of the league until he got hurt. So it's just weird. He never had an interception problem. And he has four picks through the first two games. It's like he's never had more than seven in a year. It's just a bizarre set of circumstances. I think they need to give him some easier throws. But also, Sean McVay owned Jim Schwartz last week. Like, Sean McVay was dealing. And Schwartz admitted it. So they're going to get better on defense they got to get better at Carson Wentz. They just put their third starting offensive lineman on IR. Jason Kelsey's the only O-lineman yeah. that it has started every game at the same spot at center. I mean, it's unbelievable when you think about it that way. Jalen Rager, their starting wide receiver, first-round pick, he's going on IR for four or five weeks. I don't know why they have so many injuries, but they do. They'll find a way to beat the Bengals, but I won't put it past Joe Burrow, you know, Hang tough, make it a game because that's what he does. That's why I always take Joe Burrow and uh, and the points. I call him Joey Backdoor. Had a couple of people tweet me at Ross Tucker NFL say they didn't think that was probably the best nickname for him, Joey Backdoor. They didn't think that that was the proper
2: nickname, but it. that's what I was calling him. <laughs> I, I love it. It's, exact, it's exactly. It's kind of good. It's what it's what he does. I, um. So, I mean, is it just as simple as saying Carson Wentz, play better football? I mean, I feel like you it, – it's week three now. You had a shortened training camp. I get that. But he's regressing fast, Ross. Like his mechanics aren't very good. Darren Orlovsky talked about this. His mechanics aren't very good. And he just doesn't take what the defense gives him. He tries to push the ball downfield too much. And I don't that's know – That's it right there. that That's it right there,
3: Jeff. So, I, I don't get into mechanics. I don't pretend to be that kind right. of guy. And yeah. he, by the way, his mechanics is what they've always been. Like yeah. he's always kind of been like that. Yeah. And he's always taken sacks he shouldn't and fumbled. What he's doing differently now is he's forcing the ball down the field. So the question is, is he being asked to do too much or is he just trying to do too much? You don't see very many short throws. Like, you don't see as many throws. Right. I mean, he's got Miles Sanders, who's a stud, Dallas Goddard, and Zach Ertz. Like, you think, Jeff, he'd be just throwing like, Five seven yard passes to those guys all the way up and down. The, and Goddard's a dude. Like Goddard's going to start for somebody in a year or two. He is good. I don't know why it doesn't seem like they have more layups. You watch the Rams in that same game and and Jared Goff's like la dee da fake the running back. Oh, there's Tyler Higby. Nobody's within ten yards. Da 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 Cooper Cup right there. Woods yeah. right there. The Eagles like you don't look at it in the first two games and think that's an easy throw. That's an easy throw. It really has been either really good throws by Wentz or like picks or bad throws.
0: I know he's so, I know he's throwing the ball to Goddard and uh, and to Ertz, but I thought we were going to see that all over the league a lot more, where a lot a, a lot of two tight end sets out there yeah. across the league. I feel like that's the the formula for so Wentz. So here's the thing, leagues. though.
3: Here's the thing: the Eagles are like over sixty five percent twelve personnel, which is two tight ends. Yeah, it's not really working for him. Like. You know, back in the day when the Patriots first did that with Gronkowski and Hernandez, it was unbelievable. And got you know Goddard and Ertz are clearly two of their best guys, so they should both be on the field. But it's like they're not getting the benefit of oh, two tight ends on either side. Let's run the ball and then let's split them out. Now we got four receivers. Yeah. It does. I don't notice them kind of ying and yanging them. To mm-hmm. get the team in the wrong personnel package and being able to really take advantage of it, I don't see that when I'm
2: watching them. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good point, Ross, but I think part of it, too, is that teams now play 12 personnel and nickel. They just say, okay, we'll, we'll just treat Zach Ertz as a wide receiver, and then the Eagles have to run the ball, but their offensive line's so beat up that they can't run the ball very well with 12 personnel. I mean, they can't run the ball, period, uh, at all, really, right now. With So I just think it's not working because... They're just not at full strength with their offensive line. It's interesting.
0: I think it's interesting that, uh, and then we'll wrap it up here, that uh, Schwartz said at the very top of the show that if Eagles fans, are why they're not going to be in the stands, but they'll be watching on their TVs, obviously, if they watch Wentz continue to stink and Joe Burrow in his third game of his professional life plays well, that's when the w- wheels really start to come off in terms of perception in a town like Philly, they, because the calls are going to be about whether Jalen hurts in there already. I, I mean, like, I, dude, I, I don't dude, know. If make, they, they lose they literally.
3: They're, they're literally having polls on WIP radio in Philadelphia. I know it. Who would you rather have moving forward? Burrow or Wentz? I mean, that, that that's, that's a major topic this week. And a lot of people are picking Burrow based on Bellamy two games.
0: Wow. As I always say to you, I I like, uh, you know, I like diehard fan bases. I like the Northeast vibe, you know, Pittsburgh and East always cares more. I feel like um, than some other places do, but sometimes it goes too far. This weird puff their chest out fan and local media in Philadelphia, like we're a tough town. You might not make it in this town. Like, Oh, great. So you're an extra thing to worry. We, now, you're, now you've become an opponent to your own team's success. Relax a little bit. That's why the Flyers haven't won a Stanley Cup in uh in 45 years. One oh, of the many I reasons. I
3: thought they were gonna do it this year. I thought they were gonna do it this year.
0: <laughs> Even money century.
3: podcast. It's not extra points with Schwartz and Sheck, but it's still good. Even money <laughs> podcast. I will well I'll
0: probably win more money than these guys will this year. So I will check it out. I don't know. We're on a roll. Fade Jeff Schwartz, everybody. This week, the way to do it is uh, tell them again, uh, Jeff Schwartz. Well, bet it through fanduel.com slash minus three, minus the word, three the number.
2: We just talked about the Eagles game. We're going to give you Eagles minus four plus 105 because I think the Eagles are 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 going to lose Ross. I think that Joe Burrow is playing better right now. The Bengals are more confident. Eagles are a wreck. And like you said, the Dave, I mean the the town's too tough for the Eagles players, and and they're going to fall under the pressure.
0: I buy that. Yes, I you know uh, the, I I do buy that. Carson Wentz has not to this point in his now pretty you know long career has not shown that like oh yeah I rise to the challenge. When yeah when when I get my back to the wall, look out. He's not he's hasn't proven that that's yeah, what he, did.
3: he is. He did the last four games last year with the practice squad guys? What are you talking about? That's exactly what he did. Uh, no because he because he
0: so the wasn't
2: a bet he hasn't done it yet so make the, if you're an eagles fan make this bet minus four and a half
0: i disagree because once you put carson wentz into the position like you're not supposed to do it here you don't have anybody to throw to now the pressure is off of him it's when like what the hell's going on Wentz? this whole thing's built around you and you stink like, and then he shrinks from it all right see ya all right, all right. goodbye nice. ross tucker goodbye jeff schwartz goodbye to you the audience Hello to pro football week three college football awaits a good ACC clash. We mentioned that one Pitt is given two and a half. I don't know. Listen, I I say take pit because I'm a pit guy. That's the reason you do it for the fun of uh, putting a little something on your favorite football team there. We gave you all our picks there. I'm cautiously going to take the Steelers. I'm with Jeff Schwartz. Fade him if you dare. Fade Jeff Schwartz challenge this week on FanDuel. We appreciate uh, you checking the show out. Make sure you subscribe and download, rate, and review it. We'll be back with more Huey and applesauce for you next week, including a visit from our pal Chris Long. Until then, for Schwartz and Eddie Spaghetti, good luck to your Giants this weekend, Spaghetti. Boy, do they need it. Thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.